And it's an honor for me and a privilege to be in this place. And this is very, very special for us as the Rodriguez family. August 2nd was a year that we've been here. And there's not a day that goes by when we thank God for bringing us here, for closing many doors, but opening so many wonderful doors in our lives. And we thank God for this privilege, because when God does things, it's for your blessing, it's for your good. We may not understand it right away, but we know that God is in control of it all. Amen? So therefore, we are so thankful, and from my heart, I thank this church, I thank uh, what the Lord has done in our life, and I want to honor Pastor and his precious family, and love them, appreciate them. If there's one thing that I would like for you to do, is continue praying for your pastor, his precious wife, and his precious family. Can somebody say amen? Pray for them, love them, honor them, ask God to bless them in many, many ways, because they deal with so many things at once. Amen? So we need to pray for our pastor. We love him and want to continue uh, praying God's blessings upon him. Amen, amen, amen. This evening I've been asked and by a vote of confidence by our pastor to bring forth a lesson tonight about the balance of boldness and humility. And when I was told of the topic... Well, matter of fact, when I was told I was going to be teaching tonight, uh, there were some nights I couldn't sleep, and I was calling out to God, Lord, help me. <laughs> uh, help me because I need you to talk to me. And I thank the Lord because God has answered many a time. God had put scripture in my mind and wrote it down and studied, and, and I said, God, you, you need to talk to me because I, I need to bring forth a word. Can somebody say amen? And... We're going to uh, go ahead and get into this this evening because there is a wonderful balance of boldness and humility. But when we talk about balance, we need to understand that there must be a very important reason for balance. Many things in life need balance. You need to balance your checkbook. Can't overspend what you ain't got. So we need to balance certain things, you know. Um, but we need to be sure and totally committed to the things of God. Can somebody say amen? We need, we must love the Lord with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our might. It's all or nothing. Because the Bible talks in several other scriptures that I wrote down in my notes, heart, soul, and mind, Deuteronomy 6, 5. Heart, soul, and mind, Matthew twenty two thirty seven. One more. Heart, soul, mind, and strength, Mark twelve thirty. It's all or nothing. But we, as Christians, and I'm going to go ahead and get into our, our lesson here and and the notes that you have, as, as Christians, there is a very fine line in our Christian walk on how we should conduct ourselves in many situations, because we're always in many, many situations. And the struggles of life are, are so very real that they're present every day. We have to make choices every day, decisions every day, and the demands of a true Christian are being watched by everyone. Amen? When we admit or we confess or, in, you know, in casual conversation there at work, and, you know, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Christian. Unfortunately, you know, we are marked by those who will keep their eye on us. A daily situation, just to see if, you know, you measure up. Because I've had that in the past, working construction for many years, you know, and, and conversing with friends, and one of the guys was like, okay. And working, it's like, did you say what I thought you said? No, I didn't. Really? I, I thought you said that. No, I did not. So they're always watching. They're always, 
looking at us in a, in a different fashion. And, but we need to remember that we are a testimony. We are a testimony to so many people around us. Because we say we are Christians, we act like Christians, we, we conduct ourselves as Christians, we talk like Christians, and, and we work like Christians, but they're always watching. That's why we're a testimony. And there are those that watch us, observe us, listen to us, because in reality, they have a need. In reality, you may be the one that they say, hey, can, can you pray for me? I don't know how, how you do it, but could you pray for me? Or, or could you, you know, say a prayer for me, if you will. But also, we may have those in our lives that are always ready to press our buttons to see if you're going to blow a gasket or not. How many of you at work have said, Lord Jesus, help me? Oh, yeah. yeah. And you know why? Because... They're, they're, they're always there, but we need to have that balance, and we're going to get into Scripture here about that. Let us continue to, to, to understand that we are living in this life in the flesh by faith, by faith. We've got to walk, we've got to continue by faith. So therefore, we should conduct ourselves as Christians, yes, with boldness and humility. Let us remember that we present a loving God, a merciful God, and that we are saved by grace. You know, even Thursday morning or Friday morning may seem like a Monday morning when things are not just going right, but we got to understand that we need to have that boldness of God, but we also have, have to have the humility of God, walk with God, and be a Christian. Let's jump into it. In the first... The topic we'll, we'll talk about is boldness. Boldness. I was thinking about this and started looking into the dictionary, and I, I, I asked Brother Google on the Internet, you know, to help me out and went to the dictionary. And a couple of definitions here of boldness are, are, are simple things. A brave and confident way of behaving that shows no fear. Because when we have fear, there's doubt and, well, I don't know if I should do that. Well, it's going to turn out wrong. Well, yeah, I'm not going to do it because we have fear. But another definition of boldness is the willingness to take risks and act with confidence or courage. We need that confidence or courage when we act in boldness. Remember years ago, a great preacher, a pastor in my life, once said, they criticize our methods, but they envy our results. Why would he say this? Because he was very, very good and very, very bold on introducing and executing many programs for church growth and evangelism. He was phenomenal. For many, many years, the attendance in Sunday school uh, of kids not belonging to the church were over 350. And there were several months where they, they reached that 500 mark, again, of kids not belonging to the church. It is tremendous. There is one scripture that speaks to my heart and as... Matter of fact, it's been my favorite scripture, and, and many of us could, you know, you know your favorite scripture, but the first one is in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. This is what my favorites, because it speaks to my heart, speaks to my life in such a real fashion, because the Bible says, Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This life that we are living, we're living it by faith. We're living it by faith. 
And if we can continue to process that scripture in our daily life to say, hey, I need to watch myself. I need to conduct myself. Why? Because I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. If I'm going to be a Christian, if, if I have the Holy Ghost, I, I need to conduct myself as such. Boldness and humility. Let us jump to the scripture in Acts chapter 4 and verse 13. And we could tell that there's a huge difference when one takes it upon themselves to do something. And when you step out in faith to see what only God can do. There's a big difference. Acts chapter 4 and verse 13, this was one scripture that I was like, wow, this is phenomenal. This is amazing. Acts 4.13, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Let me tell you, that is, that, to me, that's something powerful. Because sometimes I feel like Peter and John, unlearned and ignorant Sometimes I feel like, you know, yay tall. Sometimes I feel like, I, I, but the difference is in our lives is that people may see us and people will understand that there's, there, there's a difference. There, there's something different about him. There's something weird about that guy that he had been with Jesus. Hallelujah. We have a a space there for you to fill in. And it is something powerful because when we are, I don't want to jump ahead of myself here, but when we have the boldness of the Lord and when we do things in humility and we allow God to use us for his honor and for his glory, supernatural things happen. Supernatural things happen. When one is under the anointing of God. Okay? It ain't you doing it. It's the Lord doing it. Why? Because we've stepped out in boldness. I, I, I don't know, but God does. I can't do that, but God can. Amen? Supernatural things happen when one is under the anointing of God. People know who you are. Amen? People know who you are. But the same people marvel at who you are now. Those same people is like, I remember when we used to go out and party. I remember when we used to hit the clubs. But now things are different. Now he has changed. Now he's, he's a different person. Why? Because your, your relationship with the Lord Jesus we may be ignorant. We may be unlearned. We, maybe we didn't go to university. Okay? But we've been with Jesus, and that is what makes the difference. Nothing can take its place. Some people recognize that there has been a change in your life. Yeah, I remember so-and-so, but he ain't the same anymore. You're, you're going to freak when you see him again because he ain't the same guy. I remember a, a preacher over in Illinois, his last name um, was Upchurch. Before he got into church, he'd hang out with his friends at, at the taverns, and they'd call him Down Tavern, the opposite of what his last name was, Upchurch and Down Tavern. He's like, you know what, Brother Rodriguez, they used to pick on me, but when I found the Lord, when the Lord changed my life, there was a difference. And there is a difference when the Lord changes our lives because it is not I. It is the Lord that lives in me. I live by faith. Hallelujah. And the answer to all of this is all wrapped up in Jesus. The answer to all of this is Jesus. Nothing else. No one else. Our relationship with Jesus makes all the difference in our lives. Makes all the difference. <clears throat> Let 
There's some scriptures here that I wrote down in the book of Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 12. The Bible talks here and tells us, Paul writing and answering to the church in Ephesus lets them know and it says, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by faith in him. It's all about him. It's all about Jesus. Everything else does not matter, but the focal point, the centerpiece, the landmark has to be Jesus. Because if we have our faith in something else, that will fail. If we have our faith in in this, that, and the other, those things will fail. But if we have and we recognize that everything is in Jesus, the Bible says in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by faith in him. It's wonderful to know that when we have boldness in, boldness in the Lord and, and we humble ourselves before the Lord, we have access to the Lord. You are able to go into his presence with boldness knowing that, Lord, I need you. I can't make it without you. God, you got, you got to help me. I am a mess. That's why we have access with confidence by faith in him. If we didn't have any faith, we could get to him. We, we couldn't. Because the Bible says without faith is it impossible to please God. We can't make it. We need Jesus. We need Jesus. The Bible continues on in Acts chapter 4 and verse uh, 31. And when they had prayed, when the church family prayed, when those in that house prayed, the place was shaken when they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God like chickens. They, they, they spoke the word of God with trembling. They were afraid. No, the Bible says with boldness. With boldness. Why? Because they knew. Beyond a shadow of doubt, they knew. They had an experience with, and you can't change my, I'm sorry, you come too late to try to change my mind. Why? Because they were filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. And there are things that people can try to change your mind about, but mm -mm, they can't change your mind about, I hope they can't change your mind about the Lord Jesus. You can't change it. You, You come too late. God has done so much. He's been so faithful. He's been so good. He has been everlasting. It's just tremendous how my life has changed. And he's always been there. He's always been there. Something powerful about this verse is talks about when they had prayed, the place was shaken. It's wonderful to know that here in this wonderful church, we can come together and pray with boldness, pray and cry out to God, and this place can shake. The the infirmities can shake. The chains can shake off, uh, and so many things can shake off. Why? Because the the church prays. One thing I love about this church, mm, and well, there's so many things I love about this church, but then when when somebody comes and prays, you you, you don't have one arm or one hand touching you. You got 20. People are touching you. Why? Because they're praying for you. It's wonderful. Why? Because I want, if, so, if, I need, if I need prayer, I want somebody to, I want to know, hey, somebody's praying for me. That's why it's good to, you know, put your arm on their shoulder and, and, and let them know, hey, I'm praying for you. Today, it could be you. Today, it could be me. Tomorrow, it could be you. That's why it's wonderful when we pray. Let's pray together as a church, believing, believing, hallelujah, and things will happen. Things will change. God will answer. Is there a witness in the house? Hallelujah. When the place was shaken, why? Because they were assembled together in unity. They prayed. I remember years ago when a member of the church the doctor called him. He, he had great insurance, and I think the, the doctors took advantage of that. And they, they, they said, oh, you know, Mr. So-and-so, you know, you, we've, since your last exam, we've detected cancer. The, the, the x-rays came back, and oh, you got cancer. All right. He came to church and let the church know, hey, the doctor said this and that about me. I, I'm, pray for me because God's going to heal me. 
So what did the church do? The church prayed. The church assembled together. The church prayed. Went back to the doctor. Cancer's gone. Nothing there. Why? Because God answers prayer. The wonderful thing about this is that there was multiple times in a 10-year span that the same doctors called them and said, hey, you got cancer again. It showed up. And again, we went back and prayed and prayed, anointed him with oil in Jesus' name. And he went back and there was nothing there. God had healed him. Let me tell you, it doesn't matter how many times we bring our situation before God. God will answer. Come with boldness. Just step out in faith and bold and say, you know what? I can't do it. I'm weak. But in Jesus' name, God is able. God can do this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Boldness. But let us be bold under the anointing of God. Don't do it on your own. Don't do it on your own. The next thing that uh, on our list here is humility. Again, when I was studying and preparing for this, calling out to the Lord and, and writing my notes, and yeah, and I texted Brother Google and said, hey, help me out, you know, humility, and the answers come back in the dictionary form, and humility, feeling or attitude that you have no special importance that makes you better than others. Makes you better than others. We're humble. We prefer our brother. We open the door. Go ahead. We allow others to take credit. Amen? It's all about others. Another understanding of humility is lack of pride. Lack of pride. Freedom also from pride and arrogance. Pride and arrogance. Sometimes we do such a good job at work, and I know you do a great job at work, and, and oh man, great job. They pat you on the back, or they, you know, they talk about it in the office and give you a high five and whatnot, and, and, and it's like, yeah, and you know, the man inside wants to puff up. Oh, you know what I mean? But let us understand that it's the blessings of God in our life that wants us, to, wants us to do a great job. That's why we do a great job. Let us be humble about it and, you know, let God receive all the honor and all the glory. You're a great worker. You're a great whatever you do because of the Lord. I don't want to have pride in my life and say, I did this and I did that and, and, and this, that, and the other. Because I know of a guy that said that, and he no longer in the presence of the Lord. You know who I'm talking about, the devil himself. Because he said, I, I will do this. I will do that. I will do this. I will do that. No, I don't want to have that pride. We, we do not need that pride. The Bible talks to us in Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 2 about humility. When pride cometh, then cometh shame. But with the lowly is wisdom. How many of us in our past, don't raise your hand please. How many of us in our past can think back in our, in our past and say, man, why did I do that? What are, ew, ew, ashamed of this and ashamed of that. I, I should have never said that. I should have never done that. I, amen? Don't raise your hand. Don't say, you know, but you understand. Because you know, we've been there. We've done things that are shameful. The Bible says when pride cometh, then cometh shame. It's an embarrassment. But with the lowly is wisdom. When we're humble, there is wisdom. When we're lowly, when we know, you know, it's, it, it, you know, it's not me. It's, you know, let the Lord receive all the honor and all the glory. When I was growing up years ago, a, a pastor told me, he says, son, if you want to be wise, listen and keep your mouth shut. And I thank God for the words of wisdom of my pastor years and years ago that he was always there. Hey, watch yourself. Watch yourself. Humble yourself. Check yourself. Why? Because with the lowly is wisdom. Let's continue. In Matthew 23 and verse 12, 
the Bible clearly says, and whosoever shall exalt him, himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. This is wonderful because it gives us clear instructions on how to be blessed, how to be exalted by the Lord, how to be lifted up by the Lord. Because whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. There's always somebody stronger. There's always somebody tougher. There's always somebody smarter. Hmm? The Bible says, and whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. I don't want to fall on my face because I'm so proudful and so arrogant and and I'm an embarrassment. Say, Lord, no, help me. I want to humble myself before you. Because in due time, the Lord will exalt you. The Lord will exalt you. That word abased also has an understanding of figuratively to humiliate, whether it's in condition or to humiliate in heart, to abase, to bring low, to humble oneself. To humble oneself. Sometimes it's hard because you know very well that you deserve that credit. You deserve that promotion. You, but the Lord knows. The Lord knows. I thank God, like I mentioned earlier, I thank God that he closed many a doors because a lot of the blessings that were in the new doors wouldn't have been there if I would have kept trying to press the door open. Come on, open up. Pry that door that God closed. It would have been a flop. It would have been a mess. And we say, okay, God, it's not my will, but your will be done. It's not me, Lord, but direct me, teach me, show me. Because every day we're learning from the Lord. Every day God is teaching us something, whether we like it or not, the Lord is teaching us. How many of you like red lights? Nobody raise your hand. Amen. The Lord is teaching us, slow down. Slow down, Terre Haute, slow down. Why? Because God... uh, wants to teach us in this fashion. Let's continue. James chapter 4 and verse 10. This is something powerful. The next two verses are pretty much the same, but they're powerful that they're speaking to the church in this way. James 4.10 says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Why? Because God is always watching. God is always listening. God is always understanding. God is always observing us. God is always there. That's why the Bible says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Because I know in the flesh, uh, many a times I wanted that. I, I, I wanted that promotion. I wanted to be foreman on that job. I, I wanted to do this, that, and the other, but the Lord didn't allow it. But when we humble ourselves... God will promote. God will bless. God will open doors that you're going to stay there with your mouth open and say, wow, I, 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 didn't, I couldn't imagine that. I couldn't, can't believe it. 1 Peter 5 and 6. 1 Peter 5 and 6. Again, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. God will exalt you. God will lift you up. God will bless you. God will honor you. But first, we must humble ourselves. We're talking about the balance between boldness and humility. And all of this is in due time. Because we're all in a season. All of us, whether we're facing opposition, we're facing trials and and problems, situations, we're all going through a time. And it's in due time that the Lord is going to lift us up out of that. And you may think, well, you know, hey, I'm, I'm it, you know, it's great. I'm, I'm, everything's great. I got a lot of, you know, a lot of work and money in the bank. The car's running great and, and this, that, and the other. But hang on. Your time will come. But when we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, amen, he may exalt you in due time. In due time. The Lord has his way. The Lord has his perfect timing when he is going to sweep us up when he's going to carry us on up hallelujah 
There are things that only God can do. Some, some way, somehow, God does it. Some way, somehow, God makes things happen for the benefit of the church, for the blessings of the church, to bless your life, to lift you up in due time, and it is only He that can do that. We can't force it. We can't hurry it up. You know, we can plan what's going to happen in the weekend, but you got to wait till the weekend to do what you're going to do on the weekend. Amen? Because God has it all in control. I remember years ago driving home from, from church, and, and I could see the green light ahead of me, and usually with the green light, you go, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm driving, and all of a sudden, my foot gets off the accelerator and starts pumping the, the brake, and, and, you know, I'm green light, you're, you're braking, eh, didn't understand that. We got maybe 50 to 75 feet before the intersection in a car, boom, ran the red light. And I was still like in, in, in a daze, you know, pumping the brake, and we got through the green light. And then after we got the green light, I'm like, what just happened? It was God saying, hey, I got this, okay? Many times we don't understand why, but God knows. Because when we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, he will exalt us in due time. Don't get mad. Don't get frustrated when you go out there in the morning and you crank the car and it says, no, 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 no. It may be cold out, but there's a reason why there's a stall in your progress. Can I share one more story? Thank you. Years ago, coming back from visiting family down in South Texas, and it was late, we were tired, and we were driving through Dallas. Getting to Dallas, you know how the big cities are, they're so busy, and traffic and everything, and, and I'm driving on the very far right-hand lane, and I should have been on the left, and I'm driving, and, and my exit's coming up, and I'm trying to get over, and, and, and traffic is not allowing me, and there's a guy uh, in a white truck, and, and he's not letting me get through, and, and I'm going faster, so is he, and I'm slowing down, so is he, and I, finally I get pushed off into the exit, Ugh. and the Rodriguez and me kind of come up, and I was mad, so, you know, I detoured here and there in 15, 20 minutes, and we got lost, and we came back, and, and got back on the road, and, and we're off, and we're, you know, going to our destination, and, and, you know, down the road, I see all kinds of lights, blue and red and blue and red, oh, my God, and, and traffic was backed up. Once we got there, I noticed over on the very far left along the, the Jersey barriers there, there was a vehicle that was smeared, just mangled. It was a white vehicle. Couldn't tell if it was a pickup or a car. or It was a white vehicle that was just smeared. And after we passed it, I thought, my God, wasn't it you that was protecting us from that accident? I wanted to go faster, but God said, no, hold on. I wanted to go slower, but God said, no, hold on. And maybe God pushed us over to the exit, and then, you know, we waited. God waited for, okay, come on. It's okay now. When we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, he will exalt you in due time. He is going to do everything necessary to bless you, to help you, and sometimes correct you, sometimes teach you. Why? Because he loves you. He loves you. And there are things that only God can do. And when we stand back and see what God is going to do in our life, we can say, God, thank you because you've taught me. Thank you because now I understand. Some way, somehow, God is able to do that. Boldness and humility. And both of these qualities, back to our handout, both of these qualities are very important in our daily walk with the Lord. They're very important. There will be times when uh, we'll use boldness to pray for someone. We'll use boldness to testify. We'll use boldness to be a witness. There will be time for that. And yes, there will be many opportunities for you also to be humble, to be lowly, to be based. Say, God, you know, and that's all that matters. I want everybody to know, but God, you know, and that's all that matters. Can somebody say amen? Why? Because God has it all 
in control. Sometimes we just have to be quiet and let God do the work. There was one preacher that said, you you keep giving people a piece of your mind, pretty soon you ain't going to have any. Amen? (laughs) But our lifestyle should reflect that. It should reflect both of these qualities, having the boldness and also having humility. I mentioned several things here that we should use boldness to pray for someone. And yeah, we should. Why? Because the Bible encourages us to pray and call out to God. Amen? We can cast out demons in Jesus' name. We can pray for the sick in Jesus' name. We can could, we, we could lay hands on and, you know, God will do. God will heal. God will do what only God can do. When we are bold in the Lord, under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, we're humble and seek after God and let God do what only God can do. And I will say this, my brother, my sister, don't be afraid to step out in faith to pray for someone else in public. Step out in faith because you could be having that conversation and they need that prayer. They need someone to to pray for them. They need prayer. They need God to intervene and you're the only one there. And, And I will encourage you, don't be afraid to step out in faith. I don't have a minister's license. I've not been to, you know, uh, Bible college, but in Jesus' name. I'm believing that God can heal you in Jesus' name. And God will answer. God, hallelujah, is faithful, and he will do it. Be bold. Be bold. Remember years ago, there was a wonderful lady uh, in, in our church years ago, and, and, and she'd called and well, matter of fact, it was her family that called. She said, they, they said, Pastor, you need to come up because, um, you know, uh, I'm going to call her Sister M. Okay, M. Uh, Sister M is in, in the hospital, and, 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 and she really needs you. She's really asking for you, Pastor. You need to come up and pray for her. Now, Sister M, her, her husband wasn't saved. Her husband gave her grief and always gave her trouble. And, and just, he was a good guy, but when it came to church, oh, you know, he didn't want his wife to go. But she went anyway. She loved the Lord, and God blessed her and and strengthened her and blessed her in a mighty way. But her husband had an attitude. Her husband really didn't like church people. And so when I received the call, I I, I got ready and went to the hospital, and and, uh, and, and it's like, okay, Lord, I don't know who I'm going to see there. You know, she's the only one coming from the family, and, and, you know, just give me words, Lord. I'm believing you're going to help her and heal her and and so forth. And so we went, and and her son was there, and and he was pretty big, and and her husband was there with that attitude, and her other daughter was over there looking and and expecting me to do miracles, and, you know, it's just little old me. And and I prayed and said, well, let's gather around. We're going to pray, and prayed with her, anointed her with oil in Jesus' name. And, 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 you know, I was very respectful. Because we're in the hospital. You know, I wasn't, you know, praying as like an asthma preacher. Jesus. No, 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 no. In Jesus' name, you know, we're, we're praying and believing. And I wasn't hooting and hollering, nothing like that. And just, we, 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 I prayed. Walked off. Sister M, I'll keep praying for you. We love you. And, you know, keep your head up. Yeah. She was going to have a small procedure. Well, she said a small procedure with her heart. So it was a big thing, you know, but... We prayed for her. So everything went good. Everything went fine. She went back home, and she, and, and she was doing really good physically. And then, and then uh, before she got home, she got a phone call. And uh, her husband, he, he said, hey, Em, you know, so-and-so from the hospital wants you to call her. She says, well, I haven't eaten dinner. I'm going to eat dinner. Then I'll answer the call. I'll get the bad news on a full stomach. Okay. She called, and she said, and they said, ma'am, this is so-and-so from the hospital. Do you remember I was there speaking with you and whatever? She's like, yeah, kind of. I was under medication, but yeah, whatever. What do you want? And, and they said, well, we would like for you to know that with your procedure, everything went well, everything's good, but uh, there's a special program that you qualified for, and, and that's why I was talking to you while you were, you know, um, there at the hospital, and we want you to know that because of this program, we've paid your bill in full, over $86,000 that they paid in full. 
And she's like almost, you know, fell off the chair with her phone. And, honey, honey, look what they said. And then his attitude changed. See, that's why you can go to church because God answers prayer. Let me tell you, God does things. God does wonderful things when we humble ourselves and say, God, only you can do this. Help me out because I can't. Hmm? Hallelujah. And I'm so thankful because uh, her husband later on, we baptized him in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And, and it was a wonderful, wonderful couple. I mentioned that we need to use boldness. And let's continue. Uh, we can use boldness when spiritual things confront us. Because there are spiritual things that will attack us, that will confront us, that will bring doubt in our lives. But we need to use boldness when spiritual things confront us. I'm going to share two more stories with you if you allow me. Because I got a call again and Sister C, we'll call her Sister C. Sister C called and she says, Pastor, my husband's brother come to live with us. I don't want him here, but... He's, he's got a room down in the basement, and ever since he showed up, there's, there, we, we're, we're hearing things at night, and, and we're seeing shadows in the house, and the doors are closing by themselves, and, and, and Pastor, you need to come, and, and from what I understand, uh, I went down there, and he's got these little statues and, uh, of skulls and this, that, and the other, or whatever, and um, in, in Spanish, they're called uh, Santa Muerte, Holy Death, which, yeah. anyway, they're little evil things. And, and I said, that's fine. Let me, let me get ready. Um, I'll be there. So, again, uh, me and my son-in-law, we went. We grabbed our bottle of oil, and we went with boldness. Amen? We went with boldness. And one thing that in years past and, and, and being in the Lord, there, there's a sense of when evil presence is there. And I felt that many a time throughout my Christian life and, and been in the ministry, and it, I, I don't get scared, I, I get mad. Because the devil has no business in church, the devil has no business in your house. He ain't paying the bills, you are. Amen? So he has no business, you know, lurking and, and scaring and whatever he's doing. So I told Sister C, I said, don't worry, hermana, I'm going to go, we're going to pray, we're going to anoint the whole house with oil in Jesus' name. And if the, you tell your brother-in-law, if those things are still there, I'm going to take them out and break them. I'm throwing them away. She did. So when we got there, of course, we started praying, anointing every, you know, every door, every window, every entrance to the house, the back door. We went down into the basement, and, you know, we went to the little room where he had all this stuff. All that stuff was gone because he heard pastors coming to throw your stuff out. So that was my plan, just to get rid of it, because, hey, she's paying the bills. You ain't, so you got to go. Amen? We went there praying with boldness. And Sister C, after we got done praying, and, man, I don't know how many windows and doors I prayed with and for and anointed him with oil. And Sister C told us, Pastor, Pastor, ever since you prayed, ever since you prayed, you know, we feel at peace. There's no more shadows moving around. There's no more doors closing. We feel at peace. And even my brother-in-law is gone from the house. Let me tell you, God answers prayer. When we use boldness in the Lord, God will answer. The other sister that called, Sister K, let's call her Sister K. Sister K called and she says, Pastor Pastor, you need to come because every since we rented here, there's there's not a piece here. There's I hear noises, and every time I go down to to wash clothes in the, in the basement, I'm always seeing shadows move before I walk down the steps. And and Pastor, I'm scared, and, and you need to help me. And and now that my husband is going to church, he he's starting to you know get weirded out too because you know he thinks it's just so spiritual. It is spiritual, but we have to confront those things. In the name of Jesus. So I told Sister Kay, don't worry, we're coming. Me and my son-in-law, we're coming. And we, again, we started praying and anointing the doors, the doorposts, and, and the lintels, and the windows, and every door to every bath, uh, bedroom and bathroom and everything. And so we went down to the basement, the same thing. We started praying in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And, and then we, we, we just, you know, we prayed. We told Sister Kay, don't worry about it. We prayed with her. God comfort her, give her strength. Then she calls again. She says, Pastor, thank you for coming to pray. 
because God did the work. I am, we're not feeling that scary feelings anymore. We're not seeing those shadows move around anymore, Pastor. There's, we feel a peace. We're sleeping comfortably. Things are good here at home. And my husband is glad you came to pray for the house. We need to confront those things, those spiritual things with boldness in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't hesitate to go before the presence of God, before the throne of grace, as Hebrews 4.16 says. Don't be afraid to do that. Why? Because you have that opportunity. You have that availability. But let me tell you something. Allow the Holy Ghost to use you for God's glory. Say, Lord, I'm here as a vessel. I don't know much, but I want to be used. I want to walk in boldness. I want to walk in humility, Lord. I'm here. I want to surrender it all to you. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. Remember, it is God that will do the miraculous, not us. Not us. Because I guarantee you there's bigger devils than I am. And I'm, I'm really tall. Some of y'all didn't get that, so it's okay. I'll tell you later. There are other devils that are huge, or spirits that are huge. But let me tell you something. But when you have God on your side, that's all you need. When you can call out the name of Jesus, that is all you need. Let God do the miraculous. Let God intervene. You pray as you know to pray, and let God do the miraculous. We are not doctors. We are not surgeons. We, we cannot snap a finger and miracles happen. No, but we can pray. We can humble ourselves before God and let God do the work. We are just a conduit. We are just a means. We are a servant of the Lord. Let us humble ourselves before God. And in that manner, he will use us for his glory. Let us walk with humility and under the anointing of God. For only then... Will we see the hand of God move on our behalf? I can guarantee you that if I were to go into those houses in those times thinking, yeah, I'm so-and-so and, and I got a minister's card and, and I'm this and I'm that and my last name is Rodriguez. And I tell you, no, they would have laughed in my face. The devil returned on me. But when I went and prayed, I said, God, only you could do this. God answered God answered. Let us therefore humble ourselves before God. Be bold in the Holy Ghost. Amen. It is power that God has given you power. Amen. Don't do it in the flesh. Don't do it in the flesh. It ain't going to work. It ain't going to happen. No, we can't do it in the flesh. It is only through the anointing of God that things happen. It is only by the hand of God that things are moved, that things shift. It is only under the, the anointing of God when God is able to do great things. When we move ourselves out of the way and say, God, I can't do this, but you can. The opportunity will arise for us to step forth in faith for the Lord. We can understand the balance of boldness and humility as Christians. We can do great things in the Lord under the anointing. Under the anointing. I'd like for you to please stand with me, if you will. You know, many things come into play when we talk about balance. Because in a sense, balance is not biblical. But at the same time, as humans, we need to stand sure-footed in our posture because anytime we stand on one foot your body's going to react and say hey you need me to help you out because you're standing on one foot your arms are going to sway you're going to try to lean up against something even your toes are going to curl up to get balance because you're off balance you're, you're trying to balance yourself out some of you will probably do that at home and see if he's, I'm right. Oh, yeah. Why? Because we have to be sure-footed on the things of God. We can't do things on our own and say, oh, God, well, I'm going to go out on the limb and, and I'm going to do things my way. We can't do that. You've got to stand firm on the Lord and say, God, help me to be humble when I always need to be humble, but help me to be bold when I need to be bold. 
When my family needs prayer, when my coworker needs prayer, when my brother, my sister need prayer, Lord, I want to step out in faith in the name of Jesus. I want to invite you to raise your hands with me for just a moment. I want you in your own words to thank the Lord, to love him, to bless him, and ask him to use you. Ask him to use you in boldness, use you in humility, use you as only he would do. Lord, we've come together, oh God, in our weakness. Lord, in our humanity, in our frailty, oh God. Lord, we want to be strong in you, oh God, but consider our weakness. Consider our faults. Consider our humanity, Lord. We need of you most of all. Help us, oh God, to step out in faith because you want to show us. You want to, you want to use us, oh God. You want to do great things, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We're praying and believing, oh God, for your word to be manifest in our life, that we can stand out in boldness, that we could walk in boldness as the people saw Peter and John, and they marveled, oh God, because they knew they were unlearned and ignorant men, but Lord, they also knew that they had been with you. They also knew that there was a difference, and oh God, we're asking, oh God, that you may touch us, that people in the world, people at work, at school, wherever we may be, they may see us, and, and they may know that yeah, they didn't go to college or university. Oh, but there is a difference that they've been with the Lord. They are Christians. They are different. Oh, my Lord, help us to walk close to you. Help us, oh God, to get closer and closer to you. Speak to our lives and show us, oh God, show us, oh Lord, in our humility, but also encourage us, oh God, to step out in faith with boldness under the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. All for your honor, for your glory. In the name of Jesus. Clap your hands unto the Lord, for only he is worthy. Only he is worthy. Only he is worthy. We honor you. We bless you. We exalt you. Oh, yes, Lord. All for your honor, for your glory. Receive our praise. Receive our adoration. Receive, oh God, hallelujah, our worship to you, my God. It is all because of you. Oh, hallelujah. We love you. We honor you, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.